The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. And good morning. This is Sumner County Spotlight, and we are so happy you're able to join us here on this Sunday morning. Of course, we're every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN. Now, keep in mind, this is going to be on our podcast page at WHINradio.com about noon here this afternoon it'll stay up there so you can always just revisit and listen over and over again so we appreciate you having us uh, aboard here now we're going to talk about a a topic i think a lot of people are are probably astounded that this is even a thing here recently i guess we've had a big push you've heard a lot of talk about it but we're talking about sex trafficking victims and what's going on here in middle tennessee and yes it's going on here so i wanted to bring in a couple of folks here i recently found out uh, about operation rose and what they are doing to help fight sex trafficking and human trafficking going on right here so i want to introduce the truman corelli and seth corelli they're both with operation rose and guys thanks for coming all the way over here and visiting with us yeah, glad to be here all right so who wants to go first you want to list introduce yourselves yeah. a little background and what operation rose sure. is and absolutely i can go first well actually you go first to introduce yourself okay my name is seth corelli and i grew up in sumner county i went to beach high school and then i went to college for security and intelligence studies out in east tennessee and then i went to be a contractor for the federal government as an investigator in uh, the dc area and then uh, around new york and came back to nashville and then uh, started working in private investigations and then i found out about operation rose and started working for them and um now I'm a board member for Operation Rose. So what are some of your duties? So Operation Rose's main objective is to educate uh, schools and hotels on the signs and indicators of human trafficking. And we are just spreading awareness about this issue that's a massive issue in Middle Tennessee. And we're just trying to help as much as we can in that. you got a big job ahead of you. <laughs> There's a lot to do, apparently. And, and I guess once we get done with this, people are going to realize, wow, this is not just a you know, a little thing pushed off to the side. It's it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal. Absolutely. Is, yeah. And Truman, how long have you been involved with this? Um, so I've been with Operation Rose about a year now. Uh, my background is in, you know, it's pretty similar to Seth's. We've been together almost 10 years. <laughs> we went to college <laughs> together. But, um, you know, my background is in counterterrorism and counterintelligence. So that's what I studied in college. Went to work for the Pentagon as a, work as a contractor for the government. Worked at the Pentagon and inside and outside of multiple federal agencies in D.C., New York, and then down here in Nashville. And then uh, decided to go private. Um, do private investigations now and then I'm the COO of Operation Rose in my free time I make air quotes when I say free time mm-hmm. yeah Operation Rose uh, you know our mission statement is to educate prevent and combat human trafficking in Middle Tennessee uh, really just to show people that it is happening it is real it's happening right where you live in Nashville and in Sumner County as well so some of the things you do I guess you would have uh, workshops that you can do that that to help educate and make awareness. So I guess you could speak at different organizations. Uh, Who are some of the people that you're really focusing on with this training? Both of our founders are former Metro Nashville police officers. Um, One was a narcotics detective 
and then the other was a human trafficking and you know sex crimes detective and what they found is that human trafficking is happening you know not only is it happening in our area but it's happening primarily in hotels and motels that is the problem nashville has over fifty six thousand hotel rooms right now um, and it's only growing as we all see yes. when we try to go downtown and um, summer county's do, growing as well exactly more of these up yeah so you know it's happening in hotels and motels so primarily what we do is we go into these hotels and motels and we say this is what to look for this is who to call because it's real it's happening uh, we teach each department so housekeeping front desk staff food and beverage staff we teach department specific training so they know their signs and indicators to look out for mm-hmm. second thing we do is we teach schools you know we go around to different schools and teach kids the signs and indicators as well because 60% over 60% of human trafficking is happening online uh, and it's only getting worse you know if you had asked people 20 years ago I mean the me- the method methods are changing with time um, and technology so we try to go to these schools teach these kids how to be safe online how not to be groomed social mm-hmm. media safety we'll go anywhere we'll speak to anyone yeah no well you have to I mean I guess it's a, a message anywhere you go mm-hmm. you you can use this it, it, where whether it be here whether it be in Washington or mm-hmm. where, where have you it's it's going on yeah now coming from Florida I think I was telling you before mm-hmm. we went on that they're pretty big down there and you have a couple of law enforcement agencies and sheriff's office that uh, that will conduct these stings on a pretty regular basis and it's amazing the numbers they're pulling it is yeah and florida we actually are trying to model what we do you know and kind of get tennessee to do what florida is doing because mm-hmm. um, florida is so proactive right now in their human trafficking legislation florida has you know recently passed several laws that state that hotels and motels need to be trained on human trafficking because that's where it's happening we actually recently just had a congressman mike waltz from florida he was at our black tie gala a couple weeks back mm-hmm. um, and he's former green beret and he works really closely with human trafficking in florida and he was telling us all about what they're doing down there and mm-hmm. it makes us realize that we should really try to model what they're doing you know i guess with the the human trafficking growing as it is and of course the you know with the southern border the way it is <laughs> it, it's pretty prevalent and a lot of this is coming across from down there mm-hmm. uh, and they're bringing people over and that's a different topic but it, anyway yeah. it, you know that it is a big issue but i think the training and awareness it has to be forefront and it's great that you're doing that because you know the hotels. What a, I would I would not have thought of that, but uh, that's a great place to to hit. Yeah, absolutely. That's where it's happening. That's where we feel that it, if they were trained and educated, that it could be prevented. What about even those some of those smaller like L-shaped motels? You know, yeah, because some of them are going to go there. They don't want to go to a high-end you know facility. You but. know, there there's you know it's kind of interesting because we do, we do train the motels, kind of the lower end, lower quality motels, because um, that's where it is happening. Mm-hmm. But it does happen at the higher end places too we actually did a we do tests all the time so we actually go online you know our sex crimes detective he knows where to go online and we see how quickly it can take to find a human trafficking victim in nashville he recently did it and i think it was under a minute and a half he found a victim in nashville at a motel and it was a hilton branded hotel wow so i mean you know Mm. i stay at hilton's i'm a hilton member Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that things like that would be happening in a hilton or a hampton so you know it's not just happening in these l-shaped la quintas or whatever it's it's happening everywhere wow that's i mean that's pretty amazing and i guess with nashville being the way it is with all of our interstates crisscrossing through here i mean they're major routes Mm -hmm. Uh, it just kind of makes it uh, perfect to do it because they can get in and get out as fast as possible. And that's what we tell people all the time. It's actually the forefront of our training. It, we call it a trafficker's paradise. The three interstates converging. People can go in and out and get anywhere, get out of motels and get you know evasive from law enforcement. Yeah. And there's just not enough resources right now to be able to stop all of the human trafficking that's happening. 
Now, does Metro have a uh, human trafficking division? I believe that they do. I believe what I've heard most recently is that they might have, you know, somewhere around four, four officers that work, mm-hmm. you know, in human trafficking. I don't know how accurate that is. I, I haven't, um, you know, looked at the recent numbers, but that's not a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's 10 officers, you know, there's there's just not enough, you know, with 56,000 hotel rooms in Nashville, there's just not enough yeah. resources. Yeah, pretty wild. You know? And I, I was... I was blown away to find out since 2008 to 2017, it's the number of victims have tripled. Mm-hmm. And now we're in 2022, so yeah. maybe tripled a couple more times. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that blows your mind. And COVID has only made things worse, absolutely worse. Mm. Um, because like I mentioned, 60% of uh, victims are trafficked online. Um, from 2019 to 2020, there was, I believe, a 125% increase in trafficking uh, recruitment on Facebook and a 95% increase in recruitment on Instagram. I use both of those every day. Sure. And I know my sister does who's 17. Yeah. I know your kids probably do. Yeah. So it's scary. Yeah, it's YouTube scary and uh, yeah. <laughs> crazy <laughs> stuff on there, man. So what when you say recruiting, tell me what that means in your yeah, world. <laughs> specifically grooming. So, you know, these traffickers will pick vulnerable targets, um, vulnerable women that people who have been in foster care are specifically vulnerable. People who are homeless have family issues, you know, family drug abuse or, you know, physical abuse issues, or they'll just even try random victims online and they will, you know, what's called groom them. And there are several grooming tactics that they can use, but essentially they'll make them feel like, you know, they're important. You know, we're, we're going to develop a close relationship. We have to meet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they'll start with the threats sometimes, you know what I mean? Uh, if you don't get on this, you know, get if you don't meet me here, I'm going to kill your whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when the kind of abuse starts. Most interestingly, I think, like recently, we have found a child, not in Nashville, not Davidson County, in Williamson County, in Franklin, who was trafficked on Google through Google Chat. So all of these schools, when COVID hit, they went to Google, right? That was the primary platform for learning. Um, you know, you had to do all your assignments online and things like that. And this girl was trafficked not once, but twice online through Google platforms. And when you say trafficked, explain what that she means. She was groomed online. Okay. And she was she was groomed by, I think, I don't remember if it was one or two different men. I think it was two different men. But she was, mm. a, she was a foster care in Williamson County, and she was groomed by two different men online on Google platforms and actually went and met with them and, and was trafficked. So she, she was kidnapped she I, I don't remember if she i think she was almost i think her mom caught it just in time wow thank god now we used to have a, a show on here uh, lisa good uh, did a thing called your kid's secret life and she talked about all of the hidden things that these kids have access to and all the tricks and and things just like you're talking about uh, to kind of give that awareness to you know be aware of that so the parents need to know mm-hmm what your kids are doing yeah and you know be smart enough to not fall into these traps of course they are kids and you know they think oh i'm 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 on it i got it i'm not going to ever do that right and next thing you know (laughs) but they just don't know you know Mm -hmm. um and that's part of the thing that we teach in our workshops is the online safety. We teach parents. We've taught JP2. We taught their uh, PTA. So we taught a lot of their okay. parents, you know, signs and indicators of, you know, what to look for on your child's phone. You know, if they're acting a certain way, if they're behaving in this way, you might want to watch out for what they're doing online. There's actually an app right now that is a fake calculator. They have about 10 of these different apps. They're fake calculators.
calculators and they actually hide photos and they hide apps. So it comes up on your phone and looks exactly like a calculator. You go into it and it's hidden photos, hidden messages, things like that. So those are the kind of things that we teach parents. This is what to look out for. These are the apps to look out for. Um, and we also give them, you know, parental control apps if they wanted to do that. Um, we just teach them that there's a fine line between, you know, trusting your kids and then right. having them safe. You know, right. you have to have that. You just have to have open conversations with them. Well, and a lot of these guys uh, are, and I guess women would be involved uh, with it as well. They're good at their tricks and and knowing how to lure them in and, so and you know what to say. And then, of course, you get those people that pose as teenagers, mm-hmm. but they're really not. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the danger of it. You have no idea who you're talking to online. My, my sister, I mentioned she's 17. She has had multiple people message her online and you just don't know who they are. They could say they're a 17 year old boy from North Carolina and you just Mm. don't know. So I always encourage people, do not talk to people unless you have met them in person, unless they're, they go to your school, they go to a rival school and you've met them in person. Do not talk to them. You have Mm -hmm. no idea who it is. Well, and you got all these kids that get on gaming and, you know, they're doing internet gaming and they're, you got people popping in Mm -hmm. all over the place. And then, you know, they, they, they know how to milk that, you know, yeah, just absolutely. become friends and, you know, become war buddies shooting each other in the, in the game. Right. And next thing you know, hey, let's, uh, let's meet up. Yep, absolutely. No. So dangerous. Well, it, it's sad that that has to be going on mm-hmm. right now, but the awareness, I think, is, is totally key here. And, of course, once we have determined that this is going on, using our investigative tools to make sure that we nip that in the bud. Yeah according to Barney Fife. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nip it. We um you know, we we're all private investigators and we, you know, we hope to assist the police in any human trafficking investigation or you know, if people think that their kid might be trafficked or they have a missing mm-hmm. child and they, you know, they think they might have been trafficked. We actually have those cases all the time. Right. We actually had two just recently. Uh, somebody from Alaska thought their child might be trafficked and we took on their case and um, try to help find them. Um so yeah, it's just, it's a crazy world. A lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work with that. Hey, we're talking with uh, Truman Corelli and Seth Corelli with Operation Rose. And we're going to continue talking because we had some things coming up here I think you're going to you're like to hear, especially if you're a runner. We got something coming up. And we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. And we're back here with Sumner County Spotlight. And we're going to continue our conversation. And we're talking about OperationRose.org, by the way. <laughs> There's a website. you got plenty of information on it. I think you'd be amazed at what you're going to find on there. And the, it's it's going to be an eye-opener for you. Uh, but it's a great resource to have. And so I, I brought in a, a Truman and Seth Corelli right here. And look... This, this is such a major issue, and I think a lot of these people that are committing these trafficking violations need to be caught. So you guys have some special tricks that you can use. We're not going to tell all of them because we don't want to you know, tip them off. But what are some of the, the things that you would use in order to you know, track these down? Or even how to track down the victims? Because so, that seems like a hard thing to do. So what we, we utilize is a system called TLO, and it it can track down if you have any kind of date of birth or name or phone number or address, then we can usually find out where someone's living. We also use a system that utilizes the dark web to find information and it can pull pictures of your entire family, and, and uh, which helps us find close associates or 
or it could be a like a trafficker or, or significant other that has control over that person mm-hmm. or something like that and and we use that to try to find them and then we'll um, even go out and do surveillance and uh, and try to collect pictures and videos of where this will happen and that and that way we can give this to the law enforcement or, or the police to arrest these people and so. in the past we've used spotlight as well which is a human trafficking platform that you can essentially type in somebody's name or number and you can see if they're on any human trafficking databases like um any human trafficking like I don't know what do you call it um where you, where you just where you sell women um mm-hmm. and that that actually is a non nonprofit created by ashton kutcher um, really? they created that you know platform that police now use to find human trafficking victims so. huge impact mm-hmm. on human trafficking mm-hmm. investigations absolutely well all the we need more tools yeah. <laughs> you know you got to have that stuff and, absolutely you know the information that you can find now just going on the web is is astounding right. mm-hmm. but then you know taking your expertise and knowing how to use that information i think is key and why it's so important to educate the hotels and motels is because what they'll see is they may see a girl come in with just a bag in her hand and it has a, a t-shirt and then maybe a, a toothbrush and that's all she has in a possession like period and um, they don't think about it if they don't know that's that could be a girl that that's all she has and, and this older guy that's right behind her paying for the room taking her right back to that room is someone who's actually controlling her life and mm-hmm. making her do things for other men and so uh, for these hotel hoteliers to notice these issues and then call somebody to come out and investigate it that's what um, that's what our main mission is mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the other signs? And also, what what is the age? Is there a certain age range? You know, I'm sure it's all over the place, but mm-hmm. 12 to whatever. Yeah, you know, recent studies have shown um, 15 to 17, um, but it really kind of, the, the, the real age is kind of around 13 to 17. Um, so, you know, these high school kids are really, really susceptible. That's why we, we've actually tried to talk to Sumner County Board of Education to get in to train their their students and their parents and their teachers and things like that. Uh, like I said, we train JP2 PTA. We just train all of Good Pastures teachers. So, but I really think where it's important is to train everybody, right? The trifecta, students, parents, and teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody is aware of the of the things to look out for. So at the, on the school level, I mean, they can mm-hmm. do training during school hours, but you can also also do a like a parental thing even after hours absolutely not, that's what we did for jp2 okay uh good pasture we did during school hours i mean we'll even train you know your volleyball team you know or whatever i mean we'll, we'll go anywhere we do anything after hours during school hours mm-hmm. anybody that wants training we encourage you to reach out even if you're a business or anything like that um, and you think that your business needs human trafficking training you know i, I think it's helpful for everybody to just know right so if they wanted to uh, get on on this training, how would they contact you? They would just um, go to our website at operationrose.org, and you can fill out a request for a WANT workshop. We have coined okay. the term WANT. It's Workshops Against Neighborhood Trafficking. Um, so you can just fill out that form, and either myself or uh, you know one of the founders will be in, in touch to schedule something. Right. Now, I guess people can become an ambassador? Yeah. So we have our Operation Rose Ambassador Program, um, and that's essentially just being a volunteer for us. You know, we coined it ORA, um, but really it just means uh, being a volunteer for us, helping out, advocating for us, going out and reaching out to hotels, motels, schools, anybody that you have contacts with, and helping us get into their um, establishment to train them. It's really primarily a few people that do a lot of the work for Operation Rose, and it's all part-time. We all have full-time jobs where we make money and things like that, and so volunteers help us out a lot in, in getting establishments trained. Well, you know, I was sitting here thinking while you're talking, I said, uh, with your counterterrorism background that you have, 
this is kind of a, a different kind of terrorism, counter human terrorism. It really is. You no, know? and it's like wow. Yeah. It's, it's it's really happening. Mm-hmm. But again, having these training uh, sessions, I think, is, is really key in getting that awareness out there. But if, if somebody wanted to donate, because it's obviously a nonprofit, they mm-hmm. can also go to the website and, and there's a place there for Absolutely. you as well. Yeah, yeah. operationrose.org. You can plug in a donation directly there. Or if you want to be a sponsor at our events and donate, you know, you know goods and services or, mm-hmm. you know, money to one of our events, um, you can absolutely do that. We just recently had a black tie gala downtown at one hotel. It was, uh, it was incredible. We had... Um, congressmen we had fox news contributors come and speak we had the 10th uh national security advisor um who was national security advisor to four presidents i believe she mm. came and spoke it was a huge event and then we're also hosting a 5k coming up soon so um you know we encourage any pe- any time people see events or something like that in their community if they want to be a sponsor for that then please reach out to us yeah, absolutely it's so easy to do it's just the website operationrose.org. and speaking of uh, an event coming up yeah. Now, this event is coming up real soon here. So Saturday, October the 8th, what what are we looking at here? October 8th at 10 a.m., we are having a 5K in Durham Farms in the neighborhood. It's only in the neighborhood, so it should be very safe. Um, You don't have to worry about a lot of traffic or anything. HPD is going to come out and help with the the roads and everything also. And then um, we're having uh, Giggles and Glam is coming out and donating some of their services. And Robin's Insurance is is helping with uh, some prizes and and donating some of their their services as well. And then um, we have a ton of people coming and a ton of sponsors that have been really really generous in reaching out That's and they're great. all Sumner County located we have um, you know obviously Durham Farms we mentioned the presenting sponsors Robbins Insurance uh, Lightbridge Academy who's opening in Hendersonville mm-hmm. they're a sponsor as well Rustin Franklin the Realtor High Finch Covert Results Giggles and Glam like we mentioned who is here right yeah, here right, beside yeah, you right here they're in your neighbor Street's Mini Lake. Yeah. yeah they do a great job there. absolutely we've got um, DJ Viking um, we've got Adrian Dion with Nation's Title Onward Physical Therapy who's in Hendersonville Jessica Williamson Photography who's in Hendersonville and then Wonderlight Therapy so a ton of Hendersonville people really coming together and sure. support the community is just so cool. What other kind of events are you having at the 5K? So you have, you know, the run, obviously. Obviously, we'll have the run. There will be a food truck. So I think it's Eden. Eden Barbecue. Eden Barbecue. They are coming. Um, they've got food. They've actually got dessert, too. So it's like mm-hmm. barbecue, and they've got dessert. Massive food truck. Uh, yeah, they're huge. I'm looking forward to that dessert part. And we're going to have Half Batch, too. Half Batch is coming. And Nate. They're gonna... My buddy Nate. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, they're going to come. They've actually donated some beer. So that was really generous of them to do we really appreciate that we're gonna have giggles and glam they're doing um kids tattooing like obviously fake tattoos Mm -hmm. um you know hair (laughs) painting and things like that for kids so all ages can can participate yeah it's a walk or run whatever it's just a yeah just community event yeah Yeah, is what we're really playing some music you know a couple of local vendors you know and things like that but it'll just be a really fun event coming together for a good cause yeah absolutely so it's all going to be within the durham farms community Correct. Yes. Okay. So just going to you know have a whole track, everything laid out, every the streets to be appropriately marked, and you know watch for traffic and just stay off event lane. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seth has actually tried to map it out, which is I couldn't do it. It's, it's crazy because I grew up on Long Hollow Pike, mm-hmm. and so he used to drive over there, and it was just a farm. And so mapping a 5K in Durham Farms when it was just a farm, five or six 
or seven years ago i lost track of time yeah but um it's it's very it's pretty cool mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to do that no and, it, and i think it's a, it's a fun thing so it's going to start at 10 in the morning yep 10 in the so morning. these probably now they need to register or just show up i would yeah register please because okay. that way you get a guaranteed t-shirt um okay. we are having these awesome t-shirts made so please register online we're on you can register on our website at operationrose.org or you can register at eventbrite or you can literally just google operation rose 5k hendersonville and yep. it'll pop up uh, register there. Put your T-shirt size in. Um, we'll get you going and come and register at nine fifteen in the morning too. Uh, make sure you come check in, get your bib, get your shirt, and then we'll start the race at ten. So the winner of the five k will get a signed eight by ten glossy of uh, Chief Mickey Miller. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh, How did you know? Did oh, that leak? <laughs> you know, he's such a handsome dude. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Go Chief. Right. <laughs> you know, I think it's great. You know what you're doing with this, and uh, you know with your organization, you know. Of course, Robert, I guess, being the founder and president, uh, how long has he been getting this thing going? Oh, my gosh. gosh well, a lot of years. He, he started his private investigations company um, probably five years ago, I believe in 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, the co-founder, Jason Mayo, he, you know, they kind of both were talking around, I think it was 2020, kind of around COVID, because uh, Jason Mayo retired from the Metro Nashville Police Department as well. So they kind of both retired. They had this private investigation business. And, uh, you know, Robert and Jason were like, there's a need in the community for human trafficking prevention. Sure. Um, there's, there's a huge need for it. And so they said, why not? do something to stop it so january 2021 they founded it and since then we've been we've been going we've trained almost a thousand people so far between hotels motels and schools yeah so it's only growing a lot more to do though there's plenty out there and then the turnover you know within some of these facilities and hospitality is kind of high too but i think it's the the awareness is really key and if you don't want to make Robert young, because I'm looking at his picture here, and he's got a, he he's serious about this. I can he tell is. that look. <laughs> he is. He's a serious guy. He was a narcotics detective. He did wiretaps and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's really really good at what he does, and he just has a big heart for the community. Well, and there's there's just so much that has to be done, and the community can help. And I think that as we do these awareness kinds of things, the 5K, the, the, the more that it's out there, because a lot of people may not know the organization even exists, they might have heard uh, it, about the, the situation because, you know, they do have some arrests that have shown up in the media uh, for this kinds of thing. I think it's, you know, one of the important things is to keep showing those arrests. But it's not going to stop it. Right. It's going to take people making the call, you know, making the signs and and doing something about it. Now, what do you recommend, since I just said that, uh, what do you recommend an employee at a hotel see something? It just, it's a hinky thing. You get a hinky feeling in law enforcement. That's what we call it. You just get that feeling. It's like something's not right here. Well, you know, I, I would really encourage them to, I mean, obviously they could talk to their supervisor um, about it, uh, but I don't want that to discourage them. I want them, if they feel that intuition, they have that, that something's going on, don't let anybody shoot you down. See something, say something. Um, So I would call the, you know, the TBI has a human trafficking hotline. I would call the TBI. You could also call the National Human Trafficking Hotline. You could call your local police. And we'd also tell people, you can call us. If you're just not sure, Mm -hmm. you can text us, call us. We have a hotline. It's 888-457-ROSE. And you can text us. It'll go straight to our number. Um, And one of us will be able to call you or text you and say, you know what, that's not really human trafficking or yeah, you should probably call the police or, you know, we'll even take a a look at it, but, but do something right. You know, if you're Um, getting that feeling in there, I mean, it's, it usually 
something that's really causing that. Yeah, and I wouldn't and, limit that to hotel employees either. I would say that to you know parents, teachers. Mm-hmm. If something, if you feel like something is going on in your heart, you know what I mean. I would encourage you to say something to anybody. Right, and, and don't let the supervisor or, or whoever else say that. No, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. If we see it again, then then that's okay. Because yeah. the risk of not calling is too high. Right, and the risk of them being gone in you know a day Absolutely. or yeah. ten hours. Yeah, because they're not going to hang out in one place very long. I mean, right. they have their <laughs> correct. You know, little tricks that they try to do, but your fact that you're on top of it is 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 really key there. But you know, it's an important thing to to keep aware. There's plenty of education on the website. You, you have all of that. You can donate. You can get involved. I mean, that's one of the things I think that people don't realize. You can get involved if you have a passion for this and and you care about this kind of situation. You know, get involved. Absolutely. Please do. Yeah. Please reach out to us if you have a, a you know an idea or a way that you want to get involved that's not on the website. Call us. Let us know. We're we're open to everything. One of us will reach out to you directly. You'll talk to a human. It'll it'll be myself, Seth, or or Bobby, or Jason. One of us four will be reaching out to you and, and getting you involved. So uh, we just encourage anybody to reach out. Well, and we, we appreciate you all uh, for all this hard work. And it's you know you got a lot of road ahead of you. <laughs> that we do. You know, it'd be nice if we can curb this and, and get it done, but it doesn't seem like that's going to gonna be the key here. So we've been talking about Truman Corelli. She's the COO, uh, investigator, and a consultant with Operation Rose. And then, of course, a good friend and board member. That's an important thing. Got to be a good board member. And you work with uh, Covert Results and uh, Seth Corelli right here. So we appreciate you guys. And Seth, you member of the Hendersonville Chamber. So yes, we love that. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. It's, uh, I joined about two months ago. And um, I've been trying to go to as many meetings as I, right. as I, could, as I can, but a very uh, productive and meeting a lot of awesome people around Hendersonville. That's right. So well, we, it. we definitely appreciate you for that. So, all right, that's going to wrap this up uh, for this segment. We'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. Your host, Jeff Shannon, right here on Sunday morning. We do this each and every Sunday morning. And of course, don't forget, it's on our podcast page at whinradio.com. And that should uh, drop here this afternoon. If you want to see this and other episodes. And you definitely want to listen to this next segment. Got our good friend, Dan Bristol, coming back. And Dan, thanks for, for popping in here. We're back with another Tunnel to Towers 5K. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's uh, really exciting to be here again, and uh, just you know wanted to spend a few minutes with you and share a little bit about the run that's coming up uh, on October 15th. Last year, I mean that was the first one we did here in Hendersonville. That the T2T.org, which is the website by the way, they have tons of information on there. But this was like the first time we did it here in Hendersonville, and what a great success that was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We raised close to seventy-five thousand dollars, and uh, a third of that was uh, raised through the help of uh, Aubrey and David Dodson, who own Hallmark Hyundai here in town, and uh, their family owns some dealerships, and these guys got involved as one of our biggest national sponsors, and uh, they raised nearly a third of what we raised last year through that organization yeah. and the, those wonderful people. Great folks, and they're, they're you know, a great supporter in the community here, and I know they're involved with the Hendersville Chamber, one of the sponsors there as well, but uh, they got some great vehicles over there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got some amazing vehicles. That's uh, My next car is coming from there, believe me. <laughs> that, that electric one they have, I think it's Ionix or something like that, looks really kind of interesting. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but <laughs> it looks interesting. I'm going to try it out. So the Tunnel to Towers 5K walk here, now they're doing these around the country as well. Yes, sir. It's a 
series of run and walks and they also do a series of climbs but you know i signed up as a volunteer director for them uh after my son was killed and uh you know they, one of the things that they do that's really amazing is stepping in uh, when a first responder uh, dies in the line of duty and uh, supporting their family when they when they pass and they leave small children behind they'll step in and pay off the mortgage for that family it's it's truly amazing lift the lift a huge burden off their shoulders i mean it totally is and you know we have like the 100 club here that does great things for you know our responders and people like that and any of these organizations that are helping our first responders because look it's hard out there. You know, you feel like the public's against you in a lot of cases, <laughs> you know, because of uh, social media and all of this other thing. But, you know, the fact that we have people that still care and step up to the plate and help our, our fallen heroes is uh, very commendable. This 5K is just one way to help raise the funds so that the organization can support these uh, these folks. Absolutely. I You know, it, it's such a wonderful organization. And, uh you know, I, I, I don't know if you know much about the Tunnel to Towers organization, but uh, one of the things that really inspired me once once I found out about the organization is what they do for not just for fallen first responders, but also for wounded veterans. Uh, they build uh, modified homes for wounded veterans, Gold Star families. It, it's just amazing the work that they do. You know, when, when Frank Siller started the organization shortly after 9-11, his brother Stephen was killed as a fireman who was at the Twin Towers when they collapsed. He was out saving lives and you know Stephen was on his way to play golf with his brothers that morning just gotten off the midnight wow. shift and uh, when when the first plane hit the building he thought it was an accident everybody did and uh, he told his brothers hey I'm, I'm heading back to the station I'm gonna go see what I can do to help and got all of his gear and headed toward the Holland Tunnel to get to ground zero and they by that point they had figured out that it was an attack so they lowered all the security gates so when he got there he had uh, one choice to make and that was put on all of his gear and run to the Twin Towers. So he was about three or four miles away at that point, got all of his gear on and ran through the tunnels and uh, all the way down to ground zero, went into the buildings and then uh, the building collapsed on him as he was saving people. And he left behind six kids and a big mortgage. Oh my gosh. And so his brother Frank uh, started the fundraiser which uh, to, in order to pay off his mortgage and that blossomed into the Tunnel to Towers organization which now supports thousands of first responders across the country and their families. Um, they do things that are simply amazing and mm -hmm. and 94 cents of every dollar goes directly towards paying off mortgages and and supporting fallen first responders families it's it's absolutely amazing it's one of the best organizations on 501c3 nonprofits that mm -hmm. i've ever known about or, or been associated with and i've been in i've been involved in a lot of nonprofits over the years mm -hmm. um in in the companies i've worked for but uh, this is one of the most amazing organizations i've ever had an opportunity to work with yeah, I mean, they're doing great things and it, for a great cause. And it takes a lot of work to put these things together. <laughs> yes, sir, it does. <laughs> so do you have uh, people that are help supporting you setting this thing up? Yes, sir. We have a group of volunteers. And, and we're by the way, we're looking for more volunteers always. <laughs> but uh, we have a group of volunteers that just do amazing work. In fact, our own mayor, John Isbell, has been uh, Sumner County mayor here, has been one of our greatest supporters and uh, still to this day is a great supporter of our organization and what we do for the run. So when John comes out, we're going to put him in full fire gear, helmet, <laughs> pack, the whole thing. He has to run this whole thing uh, all decked out. 
<laughs> Come on, John, you can do it. <laughs> oh, he might. He might do it. <laughs> oh yeah, he he would man, he would take it on. John is is a trooper, man. He is a great guy. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you also, our our local firemen, a lot of them will be out in full gear. We've got some just amazing guys that want to come out and you know they do it in honor of Stephen Siller. You know, kind of a reenactment of what he did and show him, mm-hmm. you know, to demonstrate his bravery. And these men and women that go out there and put their lives on the line, our first responders, our um, EMTs, our firemen, our uh, police officers, um, they're why we do it. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're paying it forward. It, they, they, you know, this is an amazing group of human beings that get out there and they support us, they protect us, they they uh, save our lives every day. Yeah. And uh, we need to do more for them. You know, being in law enforcement, my past, it's like when you go into these situations, you don't have time to sit there and think, hmm, no, you just go. Mm-hmm. Just like Steven, I, he ran right towards it, not away from it. Right. But even in, as, as cops, you know, we get called to a situation, you confront it, you're not backing up. You, you dive right in because it's a situation and you don't have time to be afraid. <laughs> Later, maybe you kind of think about it. <laughs> it's a little crazy, but, uh, and you're also in reserves here in, in Hendersonville, correct? Yes, sir. I, I had uh, made a promise to my son uh, many years ago, or well, not many years ago, about five, six years ago. My son had, had really wanted me to join the reserves to be a support to the community. And uh, after he passed away, it was just kind of a, kind of living up to a promise I'd made. And uh, one of the main reasons why I did it is to be out there and watch the back of our officers, you know, mm-hmm. when they're out there on patrol and all the negativity and all the things that are going on uh, in the world around, you know, law enforcement. You know, some of us there, our main reason is to be there to watch and support these guys and these men and women that are out there uh, risking their lives every day. Sure. And that it does. Now, for those, we have a lot of new people moving to Sumner County, might be listening right now and maybe not familiar, you know, with the story. So can you just give a synopsis of what happened? Yeah. On uh, December 30th, 2019, my son and uh, a group of officers were um, on patrol and uh, they got into a pursuit of two young men that were traveling at rates of speed over 100 miles an hour through Hendersonville and, and on the bypass were involved in some drug activity and that sort of thing and uh, got into a high-speed pursuit chase my son was on foot chasing the uh, suspect who jumped out of the car when it stopped and uh, went across interstate 65 and he was uh, lured out onto the highway and was struck by a motorist as he was, you know, in pursuit of this suspect. Tunnel to Towers uh, stepped in. You know, my, we, we were all in, in huge shock, obviously. And, uh, you know, I think once the initial shock wore off of losing our son and our daughter-in-law, losing her husband. Uh, the, and the small child at that point. Of course, yeah. she's growing up real big right now. <laughs> y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and you know, Eloise uh, lost her dad. But, you know, once that shock wore off, the realization of the potential of her losing her home was probably the, the greatest fear that she had at that point. And uh, when Frank Siller called her, we were all sitting in the house, you know, with her. And uh, he called to tell her that he was going to be paying, that the organization was going to be paying off her mortgage. Wow. That was lifting a wow. huge weight off her shoulders. And uh, I can't tell you how that made us all feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, so I, at that point, I really wanted to know more about this organization and what I could do to pay it forward. And that's why we've uh, brought the run here to Hendersonville last year. This was last year on my son's birthday in honor of him and of honor, honor of all the men and women who, mm-hmm. who died on 9-11. And since then, you know, we, we do this run to bring honor and support to cherish the memory of all these uh, fallen heroes, but also to support their families and, uh, you know, just a small way of paying it forward. So how can somebody get involved if they want to help out this year? 
Well, number one, the, the greatest thing we need is we need people signed up. We need people to come out and walk and run with us and uh, enjoy the festivities. There'll be free food. We have some of our biggest sponsors. You know, we have Hunt Brothers Pizza will be out there giving away free pizza all day. Uh, we'll have lots of free food and drinks, lots of fun. You'll see a lot of the uh, Hyundai vehicles on display from mm-hmm. our friends at uh, Hallmark Hyundai. We've got Aubrey and David Dodson and their whole team. They're the number one Hyundai dealership in the country. They're amazing a group of people. Yeah. You'll see a lot of their new vehicles out on display during the course of the run and uh, but you'll see all of our heroes you'll see firemen out in full gear you'll see police officers out you'll see EMTs there'll be all sorts of um, you know heroes out there in, in uniform that'll be out you know supporting our event this is one thing that we do for their families and this is pretty amazing well I keep teasing the, the chief all the time and I think we should uh, get the chief out there in some of that fire gear too Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can hear him right now. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's in- incredible, and this is going to be a great day. So if people want to, to sign up to run, you probably urge them to sign up beforehand. Yes, sir. We, it would be great if we can get you to go to Hendersonville at tunneltotowers.org and uh, sign up to join us for the run and walk. If you want to sign up as a volunteer, you can you can run and walk for free. You, you can you know participate in the event with no charge if you're gonna be a volunteer. We'd love to have you out. We want to get as many people out there in celebration. Uh, we'll have uh, bagpipes playing. We'll have uh, colors presented okay. by our, our Metro team from Metro Nashville and, and the Hendersonville team. You'll see uh, mounted patrol officers out there. You'll, you'll see the whole nine yards. It'll be a lot of fun. Great, well, we're definitely looking forward to that. But if somebody just wanted to, maybe they're not a runner, but they want to come support, they can show up Absolutely. and make a donation if they wanted to. Absolutely, you can you can sign up the day of the event if you, if you you know aren't able to do it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You can uh, come out and join us for the festivities. Just come out and join us. Walk around. You don't have to pay anything if you want to just come out and join us and be be part of the festivities. We'd love to have yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be incredible. So coming up here uh, Saturday, October fifteenth, and we're going to talk more about this on, on the on the next segment. I wanted to, to go back just a bit with Spencer's uh, death. I mean, as, as tragic as that was, that was how many years ago? It'll be three years this this December. So three years, and it, it, I guess they've been behind the scenes working on different things, but they just recently had a hearing. Was this the first, or how many hearings have you had prior to this? Uh, is this oh, the first? No, there's countless hearings oh, yeah? okay. that we've been through. See, the, 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 the problem or the situation uh, deals that the, the crimes were committed in multiple jurisdictions. Oh, so yeah. there were multiple charges in multiple jurisdictions, but the, the suspects have been tried separately and, and found guilty, pled guilty in Sumner County. Trials in Davidson County are still yet to to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were some additional charges. When the suspect was apprehended, there was uh, a gun identified in that uh, situation that was linked to other crimes prior Mm -hmm. to my son's death. They just basically handed down federal indictments on those charges for aggravated robbery, which was a carjacking Mm -hmm. and and stolen gun. And I believe there were marijuana charges as Mm -hmm. well for for drugs. But those were handed down as federal indictments, which took the place of the the local indictments. Uh, So those were removed and they're, they're just you know, pursuing the federal charges. On this most recent hearing, they set the date, the trial date, June 26th okay. for the reckless homicide where my son's death was caused. You know, it's, it's amazing you know, how slow everything moves. <laughs> and I guess when you throw in all these jurisdictional things and things like that, and it kind of gets kind of messy, but I'm just hoping that 
you know, it gets resolved quickly, and as you and the family probably wish as well. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult, you know, when you go through years of trial after trial or hearing after hearing, and, you know, you have to relive yeah. all of the, the pain and the things that go on in your family, yeah. and, uh, you know, while you're, you're trying to move on with your life, but, mm-hmm. you know, for the family... Time kind of stands still. You it never does. really get over that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Dan Bristol right now. And we're talking about Tunnel to Towers 5K Run and Walk coming up here in Hendersonville. And we're going to talk more about this when we return with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Sumner County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Well, you found us right here at Summer County Spotlight on this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation with Dan Bristol, and we are talking about this 5K. And let me tell you something. I've never seen so many 5Ks in my life that happen here in Hendersonville. People just love these things. And you got a great one right here. Of course, it's going to go down Saturday, October 15th down at Sanders Ferry Park. Those of you who have been out there know that's a great area out there and a good place to do it. Oh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. We One of the reasons why we chose Sanders Ferry park was to make it a little bit easier on the community so we're not having to shut down roads because i know that uh, people get upset and it's it's challenging when you're trying to get somewhere and all the roads are shut down so mm-hmm. we didn't need another 5k uh, or another run that's going to do that and we chose the park because it's it's such a beautiful area uh it's easy for people to get in and out lots of free parking there'll be a lot of directional signs to show you exactly where to go and we also chose it uh, instead of having a road race this is more of like a cross-country run it's on a very soft terrain in the grassy field in fact, a lot of the high schools here participate in cross country, mm-hmm. and they use the uh, park as part of the course. Mm-hmm. So we'll be we'll basically be using the same course that our cross country teams use here, Hendersonville and uh, Station Camp, and all the teams that come out. But we'll have our starting line set up right over on the boat ramp, right near the boat ramp, and it's very similar to the run in New York. We'll have the fire trucks out with a huge flag stretched in between wow. it. It's a very patriotic day. We'll have bagpipes playing. You'll see all the uh, first responders. Uh, quite a few of them will be running in full gear so it it really is a great representation of the uh you know the run that's done in new york yeah are you going to have like vendors um there as well food trucks or any of that yeah well actually hunt brothers pizza our one of our big sponsors will be out and they'll be providing free food all day so we'll have breakfast pizza and lunch pizza and then we'll have some other vendors that'll be giving away carbs yeah those carbs (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll have some ice cream and uh some you know gift gift certificates for ice cream out we'll have several vendors will be out there showing some of their goods we'll have a silent auction going on. Lots of great items that people can bid on. We'll have some fun events for the kids, bouncy house and, and you know, all sorts of things for the kids to play. So it'll be really good. We'll have a kids fun run at the beginning of it. Oh, fun. Uh, we'll have pre- presentation of the colors by our Metro team uh, from Metro Nashville, the fire department, the police department here in Hendersonville and in Metro. I got to think, do you, do you have the thing where the, I guess the kids can get up in a fire truck or in, in a patrol car or something like that? And They typically do allow yeah. the kids to come around. The, they'll get the little free fireman hats that yeah. we give out and, and uh, we'll have all sorts of things like that going on but are possibly even a cornhole tournament or something like that happening but we'll have lots of fun going on that day. Oh, that sounds that sounds great. You're not going to have bands out there. There won't be a stage set up for bands. You'd... Well actually we will. We have okay. uh, we have a performance, a live performance by Ainsley Costello who is an amazing young act. Uh, um, that's, that's my girl. I mean, she, she is a firecracker that one. I'll she tell is you. incredible. <laughs> I, I Just an amazing voice, uh, a heart of gold and a, a voice mm-hmm. like an angel. I mean yeah. she's incredible incredible. So. She's doing some great things right now. Her whole family is so supportive of her. Uh, her dad, James, is an incredible bass player, and he, you know, he's there with her. But they just have been, she's been 
pumping out songs and her social media prowess is incredible she knows how to market that's for sure <laughs> she does she does but I, I gotta tell you she is an angel i mm-hmm. i have when we met her and her mom and her dad i mean just an incredible family and they volunteered to come out and join us last year didn't charge us a dime and same thing this year just wanting to do it wanting to be mm-hmm. part of this and uh, she's a busy young lady but she's carving out a day of her time to come and join us for this run and last year her concert went on the entire run and people were amazed and I, i'm sure she got a lot of new followers from yeah. it but i tell you where people were really excited when we told them that she was coming back again this year yeah and she's got so much energy i said how do you sleep <laughs> just too <laughs> too fired up but uh yeah she's incredible so that that's going to be good now with the event it kicks off at eight o'clock eight, so, eight a.m and how long do you anticipate the the run lasting we're typically done by between noon and one okay. i think so it's you know it's not an all-day thing but it goes on most of the morning mm-hmm. lots of fun activities though yeah no that's gonna be good so what does it cost to enter if you want to be a run it ranges from 35 to 45 depending on your mm-hmm. participation level and again if you want to be a volunteer you can and come and run and walk for free. Well, there's no charge for that. Lots of lots of great things going on. So if a, if a company, let's say, wanted to create a team, like in their office, let's say, they want to come out as a team, they can register, on, on I guess, on the website as well. Yes, sir. They can okay. register as a team. They can, you know, any amount of people can get together. You can two or three all the way up to, you know, 30 or 40 people. In fact, OMS of Nashville, here in Hendersonville, Dr. Birchfield and his team, they put together a team last year. They're doing that again this year. Um, they were one of our largest teams last year. We also look for individuals to raise money. If you, when you sign up, you can uh, choose to commit to a certain level that you're going to raise. It's really great. Love to have you guys do that too. You might as well have fun doing it. Coming up here real, real soon, we have the haunted hustle, the 5K haunted hustle here at the streets of Indian Lake. People are encouraged to dress up in their Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. and do the run or walk <laughs> be hard to run in a dinosaur costume i guess yeah. but hey people just love to have fun doing these and I, I every one of these that i've seen the turnout is just amazing me i'll be on the sidelines waving hi you look great <laughs> <laughs> pass out some water <laughs> yeah a runner i am not but i think it's incredible with what you're doing with this and it's a great cause and those of you who might just be joining in we're talking about the tunnel to towers 5k run and walk right here in hendersonville saturday october 15th and that's gonna be at sanders ferry park which is right here in hendersonville you can visit the website at t2t.org and just look for hendersonville run on there you'll give all the information right there of course they're on Facebook and social media. Just just check them out if you want to get some more information. But it's really a, an incredible cause. And Dan Bristol's here to, to tell us about this. And, and he's been involved in the last couple of years. And it just is in a phenomenal event that I know you want to be involved in. So Dan, what would you encourage people to, to do other than donate well, uh, and, and volunteer? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would tell you the, the number one thing that uh, we, we always strive to and I always talk about with people is for $11 a month, you can help pay off some somebody's mortgage. That's amazing. You, you can help support the family of a fallen first responder that left small children behind yeah. and, and make sure that they don't stress about where they're going to lay their heads at night. And, uh, you know, roughly for the price of two cups of your favorite coffee, you give up two cups of coffee a month and you can help pay off somebody's mortgage. That's pretty amazing. That, that, I'm glad you put it that way because it, when you put it in that kind of term, it's like, yeah. We can all do that, right? Yeah. We can all give up a couple cups of coffee. Yeah, no, Absolutely especially the price of some of these things it's like what (laughs) i'd rather go to that than you know drinking some liquid you know so it works out great now these other events that they have going on uh they they all don't happen at the same time i guess you've got them through throughout the jackson mississippi up in rhode island and things like this this is a, a huge undertaking 
mm-hmm. you know, for the cause and everything that it's doing. I think it's it's phenomenal, and and people sense that because as you know. People here in Middle Tennessee and, and Sumner County, when things they, people need help, people jump in and support. They do, absolutely. I, I can't tell you the amount of support that my family received. My, my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter were just taken in by the entire community and surrounded by love and, and support. And, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of first responders, families around this country that didn't have that kind of support. Mm-hmm. And that's why this organization was formed to help people and and to really pay it forward and uh, you know there's been there's been quite a few right here in Tennessee who have benefited from the funds of Tunnel to Towers uh, they've stepped in and supported multiple families here in the Nashville area uh, not just in Tennessee but this organization does so much to help these families you know when you think about a kid growing up without their without their mom or their dad and and having to worry about paying a mortgage or having to worry about where they're going to sleep at night when you can lift that burden off their shoulders and and allow them to spend time really with their children what an amazing thing that is totally is just i mean just if if somebody would just sit back and think what if that had happened to you and now you're faced with this three thousand dollar mortgage payment and all the bills and all of this on top of what just happened the stress level's got to be out the window yeah, I mean, I can I can speak for my family. I know my daughter-in-law and, and my son had just built a brand new house, and uh, you know it took both of their incomes to afford that mortgage. Mm-hmm. And when his income was erased, and and you know there just wasn't that second income, that was a huge fear. Tunnel Towers lifted that fear, and uh, what a what an amazing so <laughs> When I found out about that, I I had to do something. It's like you know I you know God made that happen for us, and we owe it to the community to do something to pay it back. And and uh, that's, that's why we brought the run here. The run is it's basically just one element of, of how we raise funds for this organization, this mm-hmm. amazing organization. Mm-hmm. But it's also a way to bring awareness to what they do and their mission. And mm-hmm. uh, this, this organization supports all first responders. And uh, what an amazing thing that they do. And, and it totally is. And, and I'm glad you, you spoke on education part of it because I think that is really what's needed. Now, do they have people that can go into organizations and speak and to schools or things of that nature? Do they have people that do that? Absolutely. We have you know leaders that work for the organization that come into the communities and, and will go into companies, go okay. into schools and organizations to provide information. As a volunteer race director, you know that's some of the work that we do as well, just mm-hmm. to educate people around okay. the programs that we have and, and what we do. But overall it's it's just really we want to get more and more people involved make people aware of what this organization does Mm -hmm. if you've got someone or you know someone who's been impacted there's a way to surface that you know you can bring it to our attention as race directors you can you know go to t2t.org and there's resources on that website to be able to you know present information about somebody you know who might have been impacted. I would think as an organization, if because they're always looking for people to speak, <laughs> oh, I need a speaker this month, you know that kind of thing. Right. This would be phenomenal to have somebody come out and make a presentation because I, I pretty much be aware that a lot of people wouldn't even know that this even existed. You know what I mean? What a great resource that it just needs to be put out there. So everybody knows what this organization does and what great work they're doing and what they have done. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of first responders that don't know about this organization, which is pretty incredible in itself. But when you educate people and you tell them about this organization, uh, they all want to get involved because, you know, in, in our community, I know for at least in this community in Hendersonville, Everybody here cares, and mm-hmm. they they truly do support our first responders. Uh, we live in a community where I feel very blessed because people here do care. Yeah, absolutely. You know, here in, in Sumner County and 
and Hendersonville, our fire department, EMS, law enforcement, I mean, they are top notch. The fact that the community can help give back and help support them, because I think the respect here for our law enforcement and and our EMS and fire services is unmatched. People really do support you guys, and uh, this is just another way to do that. But when you think down the road, it might not happen right now, but you just never know when something, a tragedy is going to happen like this and how it's Mm -hmm. going to affect people. So to get involved with it now, if you want to go on that monthly donation kind of thing, they can sign up on the website to do that. Making donation, if it's a one-time donation if you just want to come out and volunteer if you just want to come out to the run observe and participate it's good to tug at your heart you're gonna say i gotta donate <laughs> and that's what we want absolutely absolutely I, I yeah i mean you hit it on the head you hit the nail on the head i mean that's exactly what we're all about and it's really about when you bring that awareness out people want to get involved and and everybody can help even if, even if you don't have any money and you don't have the ability to donate mm-hmm. then come out and donate your time be part of it you know have fun with the group but be there to support and and show respect for our first responders and let them know how much you care yeah now are there other events that uh, they plan during the year oh yeah they they do uh, runs and walks and climbs uh they do stair climbs in fact they just had a uh, stair climb even i think they did one here in hendersonville just recently mm-hmm. with the fire department but they do those all throughout the entire year all over the country we all they also have a uh a concert that they did here in nashville recently never forget concert and uh, the proceeds of that any proceeds they made from that went to the organization as well yeah. they also just recently built a village of homes for our, uh, our veterans yeah <laughs> our home I think I heard about that. that that's pretty impressive. Have you, was that downtown? Yeah, in the downtown uh, Nashville downtown area, they built a uh, village for homeless veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a, one of the biggest needs we have in this country. Nashville actually has one of the largest homeless veterans populations in the country. Yeah, see that that just shouldn't be. That, that's just upsetting. You know that we even have that as a thing. You know, but we we move on. But th- an event like this is a great way to give back and, and really help support and honor our first responders who have fallen. So it's a, a great group. Again, t2t.org. Check it out and come out to the event on Saturday, October the 15th, Sanders Ferry Park. You're, you're going to be glad you did. And we've been talking with Dan Bristol. And Dan, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. We really appreciate it. All right. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Join us uh, next Sunday at 10 o'clock right here at WHIN on our podcast page at whinradio.com. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.